Hi everyone, welcome to Unjustified True Beliefs, the podcast in which we talk about our beliefs and we try to validate them using philosophy, psychology, and season three episode two. And we're talking about psychology one. And talking about sports, we all have played sports, and it will be really unfortunate if you haven't. So you should go and definitely play sport after this episode. And we're talking about how sports help in character building. How what do we learn from sports? How do we adapt those learning in our daily life? And how does sports help us to be better people, better humans? And, you know, what are the key strengths that, that are developed by playing sports? So in this episode, we have Abhiva, Modi, Karthik, Kriti, Rohit, and Abhijay. And Rohit is a new guest joining us today. So thanks for joining this podcast. So let me open with this question. Have you guys played any sports in your childhood? And which sport was it? So let's start with the football. Did you play anything while you were growing up? I mean, sure, I have played like lots of different ones with the with the friends. But uh, in school, I used to play Coco. So I have played that. I didn't go much higher, but I guess Talukal level was good. Wow, that that's that's pretty good. So how many years would that be? I played for uh, I played for three years in school, and then I played for two years in engineering. So I think I think five years in total in a team. Wow. That's cool. And we dip deeper into that. Moving on to Jyoti, did you play any sports while you were growing up? No, not at all. Simple answer is no. But obviously, like if you're in school and if your school friends are playing something like dodgeball or basketball, just play along with them. And I would generally be the noob in every sport. So I can't say I've played sports. But yeah, some of uh, dodgeball, basketball, badminton here and there. The basic level which can just manage for having fun. That's all. So you didn't play competitively, but recreationally was sports a part of your life? Only, only recreation. Okay, we got the only part. <laughs> and that'll be a good control for us to compare between competitive playing and uh, recreational playing. What are the differences? So we will get uh, deeper into that question. Next, moving on to Karthik. Did you play any sport while you were growing up? I guess I'll add to the control group. I did not start until very late. Like for the longest period in my childhood, I did not play a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. In, I guess in ninth class, I started getting into basketball and then a little bit basketball beyond that until college I played. But before that, absolutely nothing. Like there was, I used to play. So, but yeah, I once I did started start playing sports, like I started playing basketball and squad, I got obsessed with them. To an unhealthy level so yeah so it was fun. it was fun we'll talk about unhealthy obsession with sport that is the first time hearing it sport is supposed to be a healthy exercise so yeah that's cool moving on to kruti uh, did you play any sports while you were growing up i think i'm similar to karthik and jyoti i've never like professionally played sports uh but I did play quite a bit. So I used to play badminton a lot when I was younger. We used to play it in the neighborhood. And uh, I think we held it up for a quite for quite a long time. For two years, we used to pretty much play it daily. Even though like I never represented something somewhere. But yeah, we played it quite a lot. So I think that would count. Apart from that, school may just playing like kabaddi or coco or something like that. Some group activity which happens during sports. Something on those lines. But I would consider badminton more, which was something we did regularly for quite a while so when you say regularly was it like a part of your routine that every evening five o'clock you will go down play with friends exactly every day two hours or so yeah oh nice so there's a consistency element of sport which is very important if you want to improve Uh, so that'll be interesting to learn 
at the social element. We were yes. uh, did you play any sports while you were growing up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, growing up and actually till date also, sports has been like a very integral part of my life. And uh, at different points in life, since uh, uh, since school and since I was a child, I I did play a lots of and 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 various sports. I'll just list them. Uh, it, it it is a list. Okay. For a very longer duration, probably till seventh or eighth standard, uh, I used to play soccer like very regularly. Like uh, we used to have those uh, 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 the uh, the uh, the sport classes in uh, schools, right? In our schools and colleges. So Coco uh, is like a uh, uh, is a is the game uh, which I used to play quite a bit, and then slowly. Uh, uh, from Coco, I moved on to badminton, uh, uh, volleyball, and badminton and volleyball. These are the these are the sports where I've represented my school in in competitions as well. And from then, uh, uh, again towards the ninth or tenth standard, I've I've uh, uh, I've gotten into uh, the net netball. Netball, it's uh, for uh, for the people who uh, don't have the full idea of netball. It's a uh, it's a game very similar to the basketball. And uh, I played at state level as well, as well for this. And uh, so growing up, there was a new game, new new game which came up. It's it's, it's mostly a, a, a game, a, a sport, which is which is played in the Southeast Asian nations. It's called Sepak Takra. Okay. You you guys can look it up later. Yeah. Even for, for that game, I've I've represented my district uh, in sports and. Uh, just uh, leaving the uh, leaving the representation part. Uh, uh, growing up, I've, I've played all these games uh, throughout my life. Even even till date, I do play. For the, uh, leaving the last eight to nine months uh, aside, where uh, we couldn't go outside much, I these days I play badminton very regularly. These are all the uh, outdoor outdoorsy sports uh, which uh, I'm involved in. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the Safar Takra seems like a very interesting sport. So, can you describe it? What kind of sport is it? Is it like a team sport? Is it can you put some equipment with it? So, it's basically uh, uh, it's a it's a game which is played on a court similar to a badminton court. It's a uh, three on three. So, basically, it's three versus three, and you have a fiber ball. And there are certain sets of rules as to uh, how how you can uh, uh, get uh, how you can get points in that particular game. There's a there's a certain way you do the service. There's a certain way you uh, you smash the ball, and uh, that's how you get the uh, points. Is it like it's, volleyball? It's not a popular game. Is it like volleyball? It, it is little. Uh, no, the ball. Uh, no, uh, so, uh, the the size of the uh, sepak takra ball is uh, probably uh, one fourth of a volleyball. It's a fiber ball, fiber netted ball. And yeah, I I can't really explain until uh, somebody sees how the uh, game is played. Yeah, it's I've I've only played it for probably an year or so because it it was a new sport that came up into uh, probably India and there were uh, state level competitions which were going on. And uh, fortunately, I got selected uh, uh, and that's how I got involved in the sport. And and you you can't play the, and I've not played the sport beyond that period because you don't find courts, you don't find players, you don't find uh, anything else for you to be involved in that sport. Hmm. Interesting. That's a this is the first time I'm hearing about sport, but it seems really interesting and it has a completely different mix. So let's explore the sport in a bit and let's move on to the final participant for today, Abhijay. Uh, did you play any sports when you were growing up? Uh, yes. 
So, I so I I actually started uh, actively pursuing badminton when I was in sixth grade, and I got coached for it also for a year, and then until like twelfth grade I played it regularly. I think I must have missed maybe like sixty days in a year, and probably playing for like more than two fifty three hundred days uh, in a year every day. Then after that, when I joined undergraduate studies, it was intermittent. I would rather say it was more seasonal uh, than an occasional game. And now it has completely died down. It's almost negligible. And uh, a lot of my under like a lot of my college friends would not know this, but I was also a house captain when I was in school. I didn't know that you played sports so religiously in uh, that time, like and for a long time. That's good to know. In college, I didn't play much at all. You taught me a very interesting uh, shot, which I still use it till date. Like that's a drop shot from the back corner of the court. So that that's the where you pretend to massage, but you actually drop it. And I'm like, oh my god! What? This is so annoying for people yeah. who are slow like me. Like I'm like, okay, yeah. can you just let me play? Yeah, but uh, trick shots are a big part of the game, actually. Even in basketball, uh, but for badminton, I can actually say that because uh, I know we used to learn and used to practice those fake shots regularly, so that we can get better at them, and so that we we used to practice so much that it becomes second nature to us at at after some point of time, and we all had that uh, diverse gameplay. Everyone had a very unorthodox shot. Which they used to play would that would give them an edge, like boxers do all the time. So they would have a certain way of like punching someone or defending themselves that they would always use, and that would become three fourth of the gameplay. So there is a signature move and there is a style of play uh, in sport. So I want to understand that style of play. And uh, before we get into it, uh, I want to ask you about. You know, there we talked about different uh, some of our great team sports, some of our separate individual sports like badminton and some are like when you volleyball or you know um, or kho kho. You require a team to go. So, what are the differences between these two types of sports? What kind of attributes you learn through playing these sports? And how would you classify that? You being a team sports player, you have learned uh, qualities like leadership or how to work well in a team. If you play individually, then you learn how to strategize and think for yourself. So, uh, what would you say uh, that you got out of playing your particular sport? Oh, with me, it was um, so I was I have always been the uh, the shortest of the group anywhere I go. So, uh, what what you thought is uh, they always I was always the runner. So it was, I was never the catcher. So in Coco, where I I think all of you must have played it or at least seen seen it. That so I mean I uh, I learned to play it to my strength. Like my strength was being you know like I could I could just cross from here and there and like it has been it, that was never a problem for me. So rather than I mean there were there were many other players in my um, in my team. were known for their strength or something something like that and i i never had that but then i i thought to be on my on my strength you know to 
and and since it was a team sport i could we could leverage one quality of mine so that there are other team players who can do so i don't had I, i didn't have to be good or even average at all aspect of that game i could only practice one factor and it would be fine because there were other players who could cover for the that's a good point you brought that identifying your own strengths through sport is a very important part and how you can contribute that strength to your team so that you can win together so that's a great aspect of team sports so any any comments on what you like or any parallels to this what you learn your strengths while you're playing an individual sports like badminton i'll just say how i see the individual sports and the team sports when i said team sports it's it could be volleyball it could be cricket it could be uh, it could be a game where more than at least five or six people are involved and when i say individual sports it could be uh, it could be the athletics or it could be the badminton be it a uh, beat uh, the individual or a pair game i would see it mostly in a uh, individual setting or for that matter the indoor sports as well for example carrom board or a uh, table tennis for me the level of intensity but when it comes to the competitiveness i think at least i believe that for me more competitiveness comes in the individual sports i think it's intu- intuitive as well if uh, if anybody else can agree with that and uh, the level of uh, competitiveness is much higher for me when i play the uh, individuals and uh, like you told saran there are uh, different kinds of attributes or qualities which one person can get from playing different and with respect to me i believe that a lot of a lot of my attributes have been imbibed from playing various sports for example being very active and energetic camaraderie with my friends or my colleagues which i could develop easily i can't certainly prove because there is no way to prove whether it whether it's 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 nature or nurture or how it's come from sports but i attribute a part of it to as an i believe there is a positive correlation between my involvement in the sports and the qualities i have developed actually i really wanted to add something to rohit's uh initial discussion on there are team sports and there are and there are individual sports so most of the sport most of what i have played in my life is individual sports and there are important learnings from it which i would want to get into later in this podcast but the one which i really want to bring up right now is uh, this concept of learning plateaus so when you are playing a team sport you are contributing to the team and there are different there's a different learning from it but i played badminton a lot all my life and this learning plateau kept coming up in my in my learnings all the time so the learning plateau concept is that after some point in your game you would tend not to focus on your weaknesses and there is a point after which you are not able to improve yourself so that's when you seek help from an expert and if you are able to understand that you have that you have reached that learning plateau then you should definitely look for some kind of help or you should seek out a coach's help so that you can basically move forward in life and that is true for uh our personal lives too or something else that we are doing let's say at work you are really good at something let's say you are really good at python programming 
but there are other kinds of there are other programming paradigms that you need to look into and the way you can actually help yourself or way you can actually grow is by exploring them and learning that oh python or something and then when i learned other different languages there was a certain kind of thing in python that i discovered or i was able to overcome a certain learning plateau that's a good analogy you draw between playing sports and some practical skills you use every day and uh, you know some some decisions that you have to make and uh, that's a good uh, example of how some of your learnings from sport can translate into your other you know elements or other concepts in your life like i was talking about the uh, obsession that i had right and that was uh, when during when i was talking about sports so basically how it would work out is i started to realize that because i didn't play sports in the early part of my childhood i was naturally at a disadvantage because the people knew new stuff and i got like if i started picking basketball up, uh, after ninth class i uh, i kept steadily increasing and by the time i was in college and right up to uh, my work life i uh, i worked for a while in bangalore and we had a pretty active basketball group over there so um, I used to play for around three, four hours day the day, and I was by far the worst player. Like there was like, and so there was once uh, I was very good at defense in basketball, but not very good, good enough. But then yeah, I was pretty, pretty bad at offense, like uh, or dribbling even, uh, ball control. So I used to not the two things I learned from there were compartmentalization. Like I used to get balls stolen away from me or miss shots. all the time and then but i in those four hours i would not let it affect me and complete those four hours have played but after four hours uh, forgive uh, me for saying so but i would, i would give myself shit after those four hours and obsess over why i didn't do well for the rest of the night probably into the next morning until the next time i played i would obsess over it like what went wrong go home do uh, practice it dribbling even without a ball i would be like what what went wrong how could i have done replay the scenarios over and over watch youtube videos so those were the two traits that i realized were prominent in me i i could compartmentalize well like in the moment i would not let it affect how i played but after that i would not let myself forget that i played these things pretty badly or did something bad so those were the two things that i realized it brought out in me so this is a, a big uh, quality of self protection you uh, you would see that in especially in a high stakes scenario i guess like if you get criticism from somewhere like as in basketball your teammates would be very frank with you because it's a it's a game it's a simulation so to speak like it's it nothing is real outside the court like these rules don't matter but so in the court they can be frank with you and say that you're doing absolutely a horrible job and it will prepare you in real life and someone is frank with you you don't take it personally and you kind of try to roll with the punches and then say that okay cool i messed up so what next that sort of stuff so i feel that has helped me and the obsessive nature make sure that i am painfully aware of my own mistakes before the others are like you get to see yourself in the most frank light possible you don't sugar coat your own image you're like okay i am i'm the worst but and this this is why i am the worst that sort of stuff 
So you stay grounded to the reality of this is what it is rather than having a superficial image of your capabilities. You know, you brought back to the real stuff. I think for me, uh, with respect to team sports particularly, I think it gives you a way to work with, you know, a lot of conflicting personalities. Coming from, you know, let's say from the competitive spirit point of view, like, like Karthik was very committed to winning, so it bothered him so much. And Jyoti was like, I just want to learn. what is happening so in those lines when you're working with someone in a team right i feel like uh, the commitment towards winning is very different for many people you know some people are just playing for fun they do not care whether you'll win or no versus someone else might be you know hey why are you not doing a good job why are you not giving your best something like that you see in real life also right when you're working in a group you have to deal with the fact that people are going to bring whatever they want in and you have to work with it so i think that's something i i was personally not someone who was like you know hey i have to win this but i played with people who are so obsessed with it we would fight over it and things like that dealing with something like that i guess a team sport provides you and uh, actually those are really good points and before we even move on i really wanted to add some learnings from playing badminton for so long and uh, some of them are how to be ethical so the the essence of fair play is very important that is something which everyone needs to needs to learn and sport teaches you that and if you have good sportsman spirit then i think it is of uh, the most uh, important of traits that you are able to learn and secondly the thing that i really apply in my life and is very important in the sport badminton is anticipation to be able to anticipate before the other person even tries to trick you or or plays a particular kind of shot and as one of my dearest friends once said a failure to plan is a plan to fail and that has stuck with me for forever and something which i would really apply all the time then some of the uncommon ones which i picked up from the sport was talent versus skill so we all come from different mindsets there is a growth mindset there is a fixed mindset it is also very in a subtle way related to the fact that some people think that they are born geniuses or some people think that people are born as a genius but that is not true it is only after like hours of efforts that we acquire a certain knowledge then some of the most important things that i learned was uh, empathy as kartik was telling his story i was actually thinking that is something which you need to have in a team sport you need to learn the fact that people come from diverse backgrounds people come from someone may not have played that sport uh, for as long as they have or maybe they ha- or maybe some person has a kind of a disability which 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 is a disadvantage for them during the game so that is a very important thing that i always exercise in my daily life too these are very important traits that i picked up from the sport and something which i would want to impart some day as a teacher and abhijay i think like last time we were talking especially because you play badminton and because i played badminton with uh, my work friends we used to play quite often they were very energetic enthusiastic people and i was just lucky to be around such people who would pull me to play badminton so often we would play doubles games and obviously i would not be the best player in the team so but yes given my height 
that was my strength as apurva said i would be in the front and i had to learn how to take the drop shots and things like that and uh, probably not a good player in the back just be in the front and try to be fast and cover up things but that is how i learned to play in a team like it's not a big team it is a team of two but that is how you build uh, relationships and partnerships right you need to understand what they understood my strength i understood that okay i'm not good at something so let let them take care of like instead of playing left and right like you play in badminton you play front and back like very non technical terms but i guess you understand so we used to often play front and back and i used to be the front person because i knew what my weaknesses are and probably they understood i have different strengths so we would just work, make it work in that manner so do you think that partnerships also like that is something you can learn from a sport like a double badminton play with you learn how to work with a person those are very good points and something which i was actually uh thinking about what happened was when i first started getting coached uh the first things that i learned for a doubles game was to trust your partner who so um, it is very important to do your part of the game uh, to play your part of the game and let your partner play his own and uh, respect the fact that he or she can do their job when it is required and you do your own job so if now what happens is that if you start budging or if you start uh moving into their space or if if you start picking up their shots then you are not able to do your own then you are not able to play your um own game and you miss out um you you basically miss out on your own shots so uh those were uh, words of wisdom from my coach uh, on the very first day and th- that is something which i actually would like to exercise in real life too because to be able to trust your partner for small little things is very important yeah rohit you were saying something and co to you i agree part where you mentioned that yeah we have to uh, play to our strengths and you know where you're good at and your partner knows where you're good at and together it will be uh, it will be a winning combination or, or anything it will be a proper game but the other thing is individually we might be uh, uh, good at two different aspects of the game which can uh, complete that particular sport but at times we do modify each other each other's game skills right only then uh, uh, only then Uh, it it is a perfect balance for the team uh, and jyoti to play parallel to the in a relationship you are good at something you are good at something and you do modify you do change you do change bits of yourself for uh, for it to become a whole yeah it i i i believe it's that way yeah yeah and i want to add one more point something all of you your individual experience i could resonate to all every uh, every single one of the instances and uh, i just want to add one thing playing sports uh, uh, from childhood or whenever you play one one, uh, one attribute which i think most people develop is to be okay to ask for and to be okay to 
and get over the losses now see the, it's it's almost impossible for any single person to profit over the over the course of the over the course of your uh, experience with sports you will you will see many losses but what uh, what being continuously being at sports teach you is you get over your losses you get over your losses you get over the noise which is associated and you try to focus on the and that is applied to almost everything we uh, we face through in life whether personal professional there will be there will be many downs but how you how you are uh, consistent and how you are, how you endure those how you endure those dips is uh, is important and i believe uh, to teach them uh, quite a bit yes like you said bird uh, one should be comfortable with losing uh, it should not be like you always want to win you will lose and those other days when you learn the most from the game and in also in life um there's one thing that i haven't been able to apply in real life and i do really well at the court when i'm on when i'm playing and i'm on the court and that is dealing with stress so if i'm playing and i'm down by 10 points i know how to calm myself down and i know how to uh channel or you know find those outlets and be able to channel that anxiety and stress but in real life when there's an exam or if there is a really important meeting i get really stressed and i don't know why i am not able to perform as well and not able to bring myself in that state of mind which is favorable while playing i am able to do that so that is something which i really need to learn and maybe figure out how i can do that in real life too just to add on to that and just to uh, have a clarifying question here so do you think there is a different personality you have on the court and off the court uh yes for sure uh and also your personality changes when people are looking at you so if you're let's say playing uh a singles game with someone and there's nobody uh looking at look, looking looking at you then you have a very different mindset but when someone has an eye on you then uh you your your personality changes in a way that you would you would want to win or you become more slightly more competitive uh unconsciously but over time i've realized that as i grew up i was i became more comfortable with uh with with you know losing and also i became more comfortable with feeling um you know ha- having that anxiety or uh, you know being more comfortable with the anxiety of you know people judging you while you're playing but there are other aspects to it i'm sure which i am not able to think of right now and maybe someone would be able to cover that do you think part of it also comes from like you mentioned you're okay with losing in a sport where you've done it repeatedly continuously you're you know completely okay with the consequence no matter what it is whether you win or lose i guess we sometimes have a difficulty applying the same to our life whereas it is the truth in life also it's all right to lose as well but to internalize that is i guess what will help in the situation because like you mentioned i'm okay to lose even if people are looking it's okay to be judged i'm all right with it you've accepted that in the sport 
but maybe in a meeting we are not able to take that same thing within ourselves <laughs> yeah and to add to that i feel that you know in a sport again let's take badminton uh, like at least uh, when i play uh, it's it, don't you think you're always focused on getting the next point like your total your entire focus is on the shuttle you're entirely focused on it you're not looking at uh, what is happening on the next court or what is happening with what is the audience that person doing while whereas in real life you're just the, definitely the stakes are higher definitely unless you're playing a you know a very uh, professional game like a professional level game unless you're doing that the stakes are much higher in a real life and you're always looking at the background uh, factors external factors apart from the thing which you want to happen so like if you just take your next goal as the shuttle i mean i mean your body is one part of the game right so you could do the other i have not used either of them so i'm just a noob over here so yeah um rohit you had a point before and i'm sorry to cut you off we i think to ask right so uh, we have the same personalities in sport and our uh, other uh, non i think it depends on uh, uh, at least not for me definitely the core the core the core will be the same but there will be nuances when you are playing and that also changes from playing a different sports as depending upon the choice of you because when i play badminton i am very competitive like super competitive and i do and i play it. Uh, and when i uh, i i i used to regularly play with uh, even a post post mba and when i was working as a Uh, i used to go at 10 pm or 11 pm play for a couple of hours and and most of the times i do win three or the four games so i live with a sense of content and happiness uh, out of the my but on days where i am two games down i am like focused now i have to i have to leave the leave this uh, academy only after winning the next three games so but i am not like this when when i play others and i'm not like this when in, in real life that competitive i am competitor but not to this extent not to this intensity so i believe it depends upon uh, the difference for the love for the sport which you have uh, that your personality uh, so i want to touch back to a point you mentioned earlier in this podcast you talked about the i'm sorry so what is the learning so it's a, it's a it's a sport which i have played uh, for a very brief duration uh, and it is a sport which is uh, if you played uh, if you played a code based games like a uh, netball games like badminton and volleyball it i in in a way it is uh, it, it draws many parallels and many, uh, similar activities of both so uh, how uh, uh, i i couldn't i i, I can't tell any learnings uh, any particular learning per se but the only thing that that point is very time winning was not the uh, probably the criteria and possibility as well there were people, there were people who played multiple nationals and uh, uh, competing with them so that i have to learn a sport and i was decent enough in a sport that i got selected and represented my district so i was i was happy and content with that point yeah brilliant um we have kind of reached to the end of the podcast but there's so many unquestioned uh, questions i i want to talk about you know how did you feel with the 
time. We, I think there is a spiritual element to sports as well from your conversation, like with the spiritual qualities you develop that, you know, losing is okay and, you know, coming out of it and focusing on the next point and building that character, which means the main topic of this podcast. There are, so far, I've listed 20, uh, 21 qualities you learn through sports and I'm, I'm sure there are many more that we haven't explored yet in our conversation. But the, the, the question I have is, how do you make Build those uh, qualities over time. How did you recognize uh, that? Okay, after this point, this is uh, my learning phase, and I'm not very competitive about mastering this game. But at one point, you made a flip that now I want to play this competitively. Now, this, this is not you know uh, a, a recreation activity anymore. Now, this is serious. So, when you realize that you have to cross the threshold of taking it that seriously. I think it may not be a flip of a switch. Like, you'll realize after a short. If you're playing it regularly, let's say, even if you're not playing competitively, when you're playing with someone, I think you can gradually see your skill improve. And like Rohit mentioned that he's very intense about badminton. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that you're skilled in that. And you've reached a point where, you know, you can beat people and you're in that situation. So you play it at that level. That is the reason where that competitiveness comes from. One part is the love of the game, but a lot is to do with the skill you've developed over time, put in the time to learn it and do things on those lines. So I guess it's a gradual thing which happens. And at a point you do, yeah, it, you'll realize it because you're playing much better than the peers around you, wherever you are. <laughs> and does it become your identity? And so you want to maintain that identity of, you know, winning. And- Correct. Because you associate yourself with this, right? Hey, I'm good at this sport now. So you have to, at some point that flip takes place. So yes, it becomes a part of your identity, I think. I think your mindset changes when you approach a game. Like most, like me, I approach a game saying that, okay, maybe I don't want to lose this game. But I think people like uh, you guys, I mean, Abhijay, Rohit, Sanj, Badminton, uh, you guys probably approach a game saying that, okay, I have to win this game. I'm just like, okay, I don't want to lose this. Maybe I'll just try to win this point or the next point or two, three more points. But you guys are like, okay, I have to win this somehow. Maybe, yeah. So I think the mindset also matters a lot. Like till a point, I've not reached the point where I approach a badminton game with the mindset that I have to win this. I'm just like, okay, maybe, I, maybe I'll try not to lose. But you're like, okay, I have to win this. So, yeah, like Ruthie said, with all the skills and the practice and training, you reach that point where it just flips that, you know, okay, fine, not losing is not enough. I also have to win. And I guess that's the thing. I have a question. And probably because uh, I think, Abhijay, you mentioned that you you were into long distance, what do you call it, track running or running track? Long distance running. Okay, okay. Would you consider that a sport? So again, if I bring it down to the noob level, which I am at, if I'm running, you know, uh, on a treadmill and I keep increasing my uh, my level or my the, the incline or my speed or my anything, which I'm going and getting better at it, does that not qualify as a sport? Maybe the question, maybe the answer to this is... Uh... The fact that if you are approaching it from a very sportsman-like spirit, then it becomes a sport. <laughs> yeah, if you're sporty, and then it becomes like a sport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it becomes a sport. And, and if you tell someone else and they also join in. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you invent a sport. Okay. 
but long distance running is definitely a, uh, it is a very um tiring sport i thought when yeah. i was yeah when i was in college there were so many good runners i never i could never compete with them uh, i mean i was too much into what we mean by long distance running abhija as in how how long how what is the distance uh, maybe like a minimum would be 10 kilometers and and like that but uh, in ait there were so many people who were really good at running and i was too much into other things uh, which couldn't i could not sustain uh, as a sportsman then i used to participate in matlab in the last one year there was no marathon as such but i do uh, i do go for marathons as well i've been to multiple uh, 10k runs and uh, one half marathon as of now so uh, a full marathon is a thing on the bucket list if and when it not if when it happens yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, before before we before this podcast ends, I actually wanted to add on a very uh, interesting story, and it is kind of embarrassing. Uh, it it is an embarrassing story. Wait a minute. So we were almost about to conclude it, but because it's an embarrassing story, we'll continue. And there's a moral to it also. Uh, there's a moral at the end. So when I was in seventh grade, uh, I was hailed as oh he is very good at badminton. and there was a, there, there were other players and we were having an interhouse competition and I, i was doing i had really good skills i had good technique but then i lost from a very i, I lost from a noob or a rookie player uh, in the very beginning itself so it was kind of embarrassing for me and the thing that i learned from it was that failures are important and the most the the other thing that i learned was never uh go behind never never go behind crowd mentality or like n- never get into that herd mentality that you know if something is good then you know it it is tried and tested uh and i've always exercised that and i've always tried to do something which you know I, i've i've always tried to take the road uh like uh, i've always try to yeah i've always um, looked for the road not taken and you know try to um be slightly eccentric and try to be an expert in in something niche uh, yeah so yeah like it was it was a huge deal and i i didn't cry but i i did feel really sad after losing sports helps us deal with our emotions oh, amazing for the rookie players yeah because like if i win a badminton game or if i get a basketball shot against this youth guy okay there was this youth guy i don't remember his name i don't even know him and i got a basketball shot and that day i that was like okay my day is done this is amazing that guy plays well and he's youth and i retire now yeah okay. i i did retire from basketball i am retired <laughs> oh by the way that guy kept beating me over the next couple of years are you so, sure he was a rookie uh, <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> mind games he, he wasn't yeah he didn't have a very good technique at that time but he did and he did beat me several times 
and and not just in sports even in even in studies and or every other okay that's is where we stop abhijit i took your girlfriend i took your property okay i'll drive it over there exactly in, in terms of a job he owns a bar oh my god <laughs> okay. one of my friends we we always focus on the next we ignore the weird stuff that happened so Thanks a lot. This was a very interesting conversation. I uh, could think of actually thought of so many aspects, so many learnings that we get from sports, and there are different ways of looking at sports. There are different types of sports and different kind of qualities. Um, if I have to conclude this, I now my understanding of sport is something which transcends you, something which makes you a better person, which pushes you out of your comfort zone. It gives you like a more developed, stronger character as of a person. with um, a lot of learnings which is definitely required in daily life like not being at times you're not focusing too much on winning or just you know uh, losing is okay dealing with that retrospecting improving it it's all about continuous improving and your own improvement is most uh, and your and from all the sports so and it's a very good simulation to practice skills and to learn from so I definitely face a lot of important quotes in our daily life and on and on the level of psychology as well. So thanks a lot for your participation. It's been a brilliant episode. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks a lot, and I'll see you in another episode.